Welcome back to the Brighter Way Podcast, insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm Robert, your co-host number one, and I'm Mickey, the co-host number two, I guess. There we go. All right, cool. Since you do the intro, I'll let you be number one, so that works. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I just, I got to it first. So. Yeah. So today you wanted to talk about video and how you can use video in marketing. So it sounds like a good topic. So why do you think video is so popular these days with, with digital content? It's a good question. Um, I mean, sometimes I do wonder wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, from a, a logical standpoint, I mean, video is very dynamic. It's pretty easy to consume. I mean, it's pretty passive. You know, you can obviously binge a Netflix show, but when it comes to marketing, you can just, you know, watch videos on YouTube or consume videos on, you know, Facebook or any social media platform. And, and the nice thing, I think what a lot of marketers have discovered is you can do that with the sound on or the sound off. Like if you're right. waiting in line at the grocery store, a lot of people have, you know, subtitles on the videos that they can watch, you know, with, with no audio. So there's a lot of different elements uh, that make video very engaging, obviously very visual, visual stuff always is very compelling on social and always gets a lot of good engagement. So I think all those different layers uh, make video very dynamic, easy to consume, but it also has the, the double-edged sword of making it a little bit more harder to create right. for, for marketers. What do you mean by that? Well, why is it harder to create? Well, I mean, primarily because you've got the video, the visual component, and you've got the audio component. You've got, you know, you have to make sure that the lighting is okay. You've got to make sure that your subject is is there and in focus and they look okay and the video length is the right amount and that the audio quality sounds good. There's just a lot of different elements uh, that you've got to be able to control. Um, and I mean, frankly, just taking the time to shoot and edit a video and then upload it. I mean, the video files are bigger, right? They, they're a little bit more cumbersome to deal with. So you've got to upload them in the right place. There's just a lot more elements that are involved uh, versus even say like this podcast episode, right? We, we could be wearing whatever we want to and it right. doesn't matter. We don't have to worry about what we look like at this point just because we just have to care about what we sound like and what the, exactly. the content of this <laughs> is. And that's probably why we're doing a podcast rather than right. a video podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more kind of elements you have there, again, the more attractive it makes it to viewers, but also the more work it takes as a marketer that you've got to kind of balance all those things. Yeah, I think one big hurdle too, you mentioned a little bit that the files are larger and more cumbersome. And that's something I think will get fixed soon. Not that the files will get smaller, but as bandwidth increases and cloud services increase, like we're recording this podcast, you can put it on your laptop, you can shift it around. There's small files to deal with. We throw them in Google Drive. Video is such huge files, mm -hmm. it becomes more cumbersome to say, oh, let's work on this project together. Like, how do you even do that? Because the file's so big. But I think that's going to change in the coming years as things get faster. But that's, a, I think, a big drawback as well. Sure. And undoubtedly, I mean, it's, it's gotten easier over the past few years. Oh, yeah. I mean, places like YouTube and, I mean, sharing sites like Drive and Dropbox make it easier to share and upload, you know, a a video file that's maybe a couple gigabytes even, but yeah, I mean that it's video is just kind of the bigger edge compared to audio or text files or something like that. Um, and, and I will also say it has become a lot easier to create video over the past few years. Obviously you have to have a video camera and 15 to 20 years ago, that was, you know, you had to have a dedicated video right. camera to be able to record something. Nowadays we all have a video camera in our pockets. That's of pretty decent quality, or, or if you have a nice DSLR camera or something like that, you can get even slightly better quality, but that's the thing that is now becoming elusive is anybody can just shoot a TikTok video on their phone in 30 seconds. So there's a, a glut of a lot of video content that's out there, but I would say the vast majority of it is kind of of subpar or average quality. So as a marketer, as a business leader or something like that, you want to create good quality value-driven video content. So actually, you know, rising above the bar and standing out 
uh, in the sea of a lot of different, you know, again, sub-quality video content, it takes a lot more work to actually make that something that's worth your viewers to watch. Right. You mentioned quality. I think that can go both ways. It's like TikTok is full of high-quality content, but low-quality video technical stuff. It's more fuzzy videos made on phones and stuff that don't look real good, but the content behind many is fascinating, which keeps people drawn in. So... So TikTok's obviously a huge one you want to talk about. <laughs> now, but where else should people be looking to make video content? Yeah, I mean, so obviously like video podcasts we have mentioned. So basically just having conversations like the one we're having right now, but simply also recording the visual elements of that. Um, same thing with vlogs, which is basically a blog, you know, right. like we would create, but with a video component, basically me taking that thousand words or whatever that I wrote and basically verbalizing it while I'm on camera. So taking that same content that we would put in other marketing channels, but just making a video component to it. Um, there's obviously other things like live webinars and video trainings, um, taking things like we do a monthly meetup. Now we're moving into a quarterly meetup. Um, but you know, for a, a while we've done basically just video webinars mm-hmm. um, with you know a community of people who can ask questions and that sort of stuff. But that's good video content. We've recorded some of those and put those on some of our, our you know our YouTube channel and that's stuff that people can go back and consume later. Um, you know, live stream events, which is similar to that, but if it's, you know, a, an in-person event that's also got a, a video, a recorded component to it that can also be pushed out to the world at large. Um, then there's also stuff that's just dedicated videos, but maybe it's a little bit more personal, stuff that's like behind the scenes of your office, stuff that, you know, usually that's the type of thing that people are creating for social media, like Instagram and TikTok, those, those fun you know, familiar, more casual videos of, of behind the scenes stuff. But then there's also the more formal stuff like video ads, you know, Super Bowl ad spots that, you know, aired before millions of people. But now a lot of those brands and those companies are, are kind of leaking, quote unquote, right. their Super Bowl <laughs> ads that they spent a million, you know, $5 million to put on the Super Bowl, but they put it on their YouTube channel before and, and people can see what what's coming up on, on the Super Bowl. So again, those are a lot more highly polished and produced and cost a lot more money to create. Um, but that's also another type of kind of video content that that brands and especially bigger businesses are putting out. Gotcha. So this kind of a wide question I have for you here because it can go from end to end. I could have the multi-million dollar effort put into a Super Bowl commercial or I can make my own TikTok video on my phone right now. What's kind of a good middle ground? Like what kind of, what, what should I be thinking about if I want to start making video content? Yeah, I mean, I think... Beyond just hardware even. Sure, know. sure. Um, so what do you need to start making, actually making that those yeah, videos? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it could be a long list or it could be a short list. Obviously, you need an idea, something, a reason to create the video. Like, <laughs> Good place to start. What's yeah. this going to be about? And that could simply be, I just want to make people laugh on TikTok, or it could be a fully scripted piece, again, depending on wh- where you land on that spectrum. Um, you want to maybe have a goal of what you're trying to get out of this video. So you want people to either laugh or you want them to buy sneakers or you want them to go visit your website, whatever that can be, like, you know, you want to have where you're actually driving people toward. Um, you need to have a place to share it. So again, whether it's a social channel, whether that's an ad, whether that's just putting it up on YouTube and embedding that on your website, uh, actually having a place for people to view it. Um, again, you need a camera, a smartphone could be the first place to start, or you could buy a nice DSLR or a bigger camera. But again, usually a smartphone, a decent smartphone is at least a good place to start. I got you, but I think that's a big one with, with phones. Is the phones can shoot pretty good video and then catch audio good if you hold it to your face. But if you're shooting someone six, eight, ten feet away, the audio goes downhill quick. So the, the easiest little quick upgrade to that is to get, like you said, a lapel mic or something. And then when you're using your mobile phone to shoot, suddenly you have pretty good audio with it, and that makes a big difference. 
obviously it's still at the lower end of the spectrum, but that little thing, and you'll notice a lot of that on, on YouTube and stuff when people shoot with a phone, it looks pretty good, but they sound like they're in a tunnel because they're farther away. And right. it's a pretty cheap and easy way to make your videos a lot better there. But exactly. What, what else do you have for, for this list of what I need? <laughs> the last few things are, I mean, really a good place to shoot and a good person who's on camera, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody who feels comfortable in front of the camera, but then also putting them in a decent place where there isn't a whole lot of background noise or you know, light, the, you know, the sun's shining in their eyes or something like yeah. that, like lighting is a big thing and that can be really hard to get right. To really get it perfect, you need to be kind of more of a professional, but even just recording in a, a place indoors or outdoors that has decent lighting so you can see the subject, but they're not completely being blinded. Those are two of the biggest things. And then finally, editing software, yep. because hope, you know, you may get it right on the first take, but probably not and maybe you need to splice some b-roll footage in there and, and put some other stuff so having some decent editing software whether that's iMovie or uh, Final Cut Pro there's so many different uh, editing softwares out there now that are good but uh, yeah actually having a place and a know-how of how to actually splice video together is is a good way to create good video content so you got to be thinking of something else I'm gonna go off track just for a second but all right a few months ago we talked about AI and the role that's going to have you know in the future mm -hmm. I think I'm excited for a time where I can shoot an hour worth of video and hand it to an AI and say trim this down to a nice 10 minute video and over time that could become pretty high quality it saves some editing I mean I've not seen anything like that yet but if AI can truly understand what is in the video and the goal of it should be able to cut it down for us. That could be kind of neat. But that's, yeah, getting a little ahead of ourselves. For now, Final Cut Pro is your, is your good friend. Yes, yeah, you doing know? it manually with a human being. Right. Um, I have seen a tool that tries to do that. Okay. Uh, because I, I help volunteer at our church and basically cutting those hour-long, 40-minute-long sermon videos down to some really good sound bites is, mm -hmm. is a good, valuable thing to do. But it's difficult. Oh, yeah. And we tried to spit it into a, an AI platform and... The results were were lacking. I yes, think we I'm are sure a little are. ways away from oh, yeah. from doing that. But again, yeah, that's a really cool idea of yeah, pull out the best two minutes from this and, and let the computer figure it out. Yep, awesome. So you have any other tips for, for marketing these videos? Yeah, I mean, so obviously we mentioned before actually having a plan or a purpose behind the video that you're creating, know what you're trying to get out of it. Um, try to start small rather than going for the big production route, like yep. creating a Super Bowl commercial, like just start with your camera and a decent microphone and just figure out what you're able to do from there. Um, YouTube is a great place for video, but it's not the only place. Like trying to upload it other places and repurposing that video on social or within your blog or on your website is really important because if you're taking the time to create all this great video content, you, you want to get people to view it and mm -hmm. actually use it for different purposes. Um, and then actually viewing what other uh, companies out there are doing with, with video, whether that's your competitors or whether that's just other bigger brands like Take some time to research and watch some good marketing videos uh, and figure out what you like, figure out what you don't like, maybe save some of those videos so you can go back and watch for inspiration. But again, like we've said, there's a lot of videos out there. Some of them aren't as good quality, so find the ones that you like and enjoy and that grab you and then take some time to really figure out why, what they did that, that made them stand out. Yeah, that's a tough, tough line too because if you worry about quality too much, you'll never get started. But you don't want to have too bad of a video to start, so it's an interesting balance to see. Uh, one YouTuber I follow, Marquez Brownlee, he talks about phones and technology and stuff. He's MKBHD on YouTube. But it's fantastic. Highly polished, beautiful videos. But he's been doing it a decade. And recently he shared some of his early videos. It was just him in front of a webcam talking about, you know, the iPhone 2 or whatever it was. You know, it wasn't iPhone 2. iPhone 3GS maybe, but whatever it was. And it was poor quality. He got out there and got it going and then just continually improved and continually improved. And he didn't wait till he was perfect to start. But, again, that can lead to – I tend to go too far the other way and I'm – wildly imperfect to start. Maybe you should polish a little bit. So finding that happy medium is 
difficult but important. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, another example that's very close to that is Gary V, who started mm-hmm. out doing the wine, the wine, wine library, library TV, right? right? It was just when YouTube was starting off, and he was like, ooh, I think this is going to be a big thing. I'm just going to record myself sitting at a table tasting wines. And he made right. like 25 to 30-minute videos of him just tasting wines, and that got him started. And why he is such a huge marketing guru today is because he was just like, I'm going to try this thing out and see where it goes. And that's what he's done a thousand times. Is, I'm going to try oh this thing gosh. out. I'm going to try this thing mm-hmm. out. Some fail, some succeed, but you, you stack enough up, you're going to get some wins. Sure, so. that's right. Well, if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast, brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at abriderweb.com. And Green Melon does have a YouTube channel where you can find uh, episodes of the podcast as well, as well as other videos that we've made. Uh, So be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube as well.